Number 56, The Power of Spiritual Intention. I am going to begin with a couple of quotes from the 14th century Indian saint Lala, who, when she had her awakening in her early 20s, uh, reportedly left her husband and her home and wandered in ecstasy and was known for wandering uh, in her sky clothes, in other words, without fabric covering her. And there's a, a story that Coleman Barks tells about her that uh, one morning as children were making fun of her nakedness, a cloth merchant scolded their disrespect. Lala asked him for two strands of cloth equal in weight. That day, as she walked about, she wore a piece of cloth over each shoulder, and as she met with respect or scorn, she tied knots in one or the other. In the evening, she came back to the merchant and asked him to weigh the cloth again. The scales swung in balance, of course, no matter how the cloth was knotted. Praise and blame have no substance of their own. She was known for her ecstatic poetry, very brief, very uh, concise. As my love and my faith and my interest in the inner grew, the darkness diminished within and without, and Lala lost herself in that light. I made pilgrimages looking for God. Then I gave up, turned around. There God was inside me. Oh, Lala, why do you keep on wandering and begging? Make just a little effort. Act. And God will appear in the form of a love that fills your heart. The search for happiness and meaning in our life can feel overwhelming. So many things to manage. Our jobs, politics, pandemic, finances, relationships, business relationships, friendships, then there's the health of our children, our parents, spouses, and ourselves. We try to arrange things to find happiness, and we're rarely successful. As soon as we get one area of life solved, another needs our attention. We find the right partner, but we need to make more money. We make enough money, but we need to find more fulfillment in our work. The goalposts keep moving. Then at some point, and if you're listening to this, you've officially reached that point. At some point, we become interested in spirit. Perhaps we're drawn by curiosity. Perhaps we have a friend or relative. We've seen change and grow because of spiritual work they're doing. And, and we'd like some of that in our own lives. Or perhaps we become so overwhelmed, so beaten down that we see no other way out than a than a miracle. A spiritual solution might look like our only chance. The truth is our starting point doesn't matter. What does matter is the day-to-day -day choice to continue, to continue meditating, studying, practicing our dependence on something deeper than what exists on the surface of our lives. As we do so, we may find things becoming more manageable. We may stop resisting 
the facts of our life and, and try instead to change our point of view on those facts. Instead of living solely in the world of accomplishment and accumulation, we meditate to spend time in the place of pure being within, where we can find peace and the feeling that everything is perfect exactly as it is. We may begin to know that our commitment to spiritual growth is the single most powerful thing we can do for ourselves and for the world. By growing our own consciousness, we affect not only everyone around us, everyone we come into contact with, but we actually affect the consciousness of the whole. As the Veda says, consciousness is all there is. What any of us does in consciousness affects what every one of us experiences in consciousness. Knowing this, we want to ask ourselves, what am I bringing to consciousness today? What am I identifying as my consciousness today? Is it these discursive thoughts, this self-loathing and chatter in my mind? Is it your opinion of me? Is it my opinion of me? Is it my long-dead parents' opinion of me? Is it how much money I have in the bank, or how much weight I need to gain or lose, or how tall or short I am, or whether I'm a red state or a blue state? Or am I that thing that never changes within? And from that thing that never changes within, that place within where I am consciousness itself, what can I offer to the world? to enliven that same consciousness in those around me. Today, when I find myself with options, I will choose to feed the spiritual rather than the relative. I will choose to grow my connection to the realm of the divine rather than to the world of objects and sensations. And when I do move into the realm of objects and sensations, I will walk into that realm knowing the truth of my being beyond all the relative aspects of me, beyond all my thoughts and opinions. And from that place within, I will choose to see those around me as my brothers and sisters rather than as my competition. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.